Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And today, my guest is Kamal Bade. And uh, where are you right now? Um, currently, so I normally live in Brooklyn, but currently I'm in my parents' house in Long Island. In Long Island? Yes. Ooh. So did you grow up in Long Island? Yes. And now you live in New York as an adult? You, you... Well, this was my pandemic pad. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's not even pandemic pad. It was um, basically my parents are senior citizens. And so I, I still have, I have a small room in Brooklyn. And so since things have been opening up, I've been going back there. But um, I um, teach online a bunch. Mm -hmm. And so like the internet was just like flowing here and it just was not flowing there. And mm. so I had to kind of come here. And then also my dad was a, he's a physician. And so he's a senior too. So I was kind of just, I would say like, um, you know, like in the front of a, like a pyramid or whatever, like in the front of a temple that like guardian animal, mm. I feel That's like you. that, that was me to my parents during the pandemic. So it was like, like as soon as my dad came to, through the door, I had like some signs and I was like, go take a shower and like get in groceries. I, I was just really wanting to keep them alive. And so yeah. I was pretty hardcore. It was pretty intense. Like, <laughs> I think they, like my parents kind of were like, Ugh, like, like, you know, as, as a lot of elders were like a lot of their children were super bossy which was which yeah. I think you know and so my dad's a physician but then during the pandemic um he had a quadruple bypass so he had to retire after and so um then we ended up taking care of him me and my mom and he's okay now so he's wow. s survived all that so that's a crazy time to have to go through to to like do the surgery but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Okay, tell me a little bit about. So you grew up in Long Island, and uh, yeah, it, it, okay, because all right, and then I'm trying to figure out a little bit more about you. So you, in you, in terms of your practice, how do you define? Okay, so I define myself in terms of my practice as an artist. I would say that I'm a photographer and an artist, and um, I'm also an arts educator. Mm. And so, um, are you, are you a traditional like photographer, like in the, in the, um, or in the traditional sense of like, you use photography by the rules that photographers decided photography was to be shot or do you like use it as an artist? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good question. I think, I think pretty much I use it as both actually. So I, I kind of like, I love photography, the medium and I teach it too. So mm -hmm. I think, um, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really loving that line that straddles between like art and documentary. And okay. so I've, I've always really enjoyed that line. And I do, um, you know, I think for my practice, I studied at, uh, uh, Goldsmiths in university. It's part of university of London. Mm -hmm. And so I was in a master's called photography and urban cultures. And so it was a mixture of photography and sociology. And so, um, Actually, initially, when I started, I really wanted to be a photojournalist back in the day. And mm -hmm. when I was like 20 years ago, when I was like in college. And so, um, but then I started learning about like ethics. I took a class like history of documentary photography and I started learning about ethics. And I was like pretty much appalled as a, as a young person. And I just like, didn't want to pick up my camera. And so then I started exploring like other, um, art mediums. And mm -hmm. so, um, that's how I got into like pretty much teaching. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was good enough to draw and paint and things like that. And so I got into teaching art and it started at a domestic violence shelter. So post-college I worked at, um, uh, emergency shelter for kids. Mm -hmm. And so 
I I was like with this three-year-old and she just started like, I was really bad. I, I was like supposed to do like children's advocacy groups. I don't know what I was doing. I was like 23, but like, I, I really connected with this little girl and she was um, cutting up paper and pasting it. And it's like, you know, they were in emergency shelter. So a lot of these kids, you know, um, I had to sign them up from, for school and just kind of like, you know, it was a secret location, everything. And so she just, I just found out that like art was so healing. And so like from that point, I kind of decided I wanted to be an arts educator. So I kind of, photography was always like kind of in the back of my mind, but it was something that just uh, like I loved. I loved it so much in high school, but as I, I was like one of those people that was like tortured by the ethics of it and tortured by like, you know, um, representation and things like that. And sociology actually really helped me like rethink a lot of those things because the man who started my program just really talked about this idea that like when you are taking a picture and so when you're in the street like if you think about urban photography and sociology like what is that long-term engagement you have and what's your relationship to the street not just like the people that you're taking a picture of but what's your relationship to the street what's your relationship to the place and like thinking about like you know there's a subject there and you're looking at them but they're looking back at you so I think for me that kind of opened up like a lot of things about identity and who I am. And, um, you know, I started to really like, just figure out like, who am I in my body and how does that affect my photography? And so then I engaged in a lot of different projects. So I love to photograph like at clubs, I would do that. I followed some teenagers and then like, ultimately the work that I continue to do when I teach a class on it is like, like this reconstructed family archive work. And so um, I take like, you know, just, just like, you know, ideas around family. And I, and I think about like how we can reconstruct them and change narratives and, and just really re-envision how we see our families. And so I'm just kind of all over the place and I teach like seven classes. <laughs> <laughs> you do. So, so uh, in terms of family, like how many siblings do you have? How big is your family? Um, I mean, I have like 18 cousins that I'm really close cousins. to on my mom's side. And then I have two siblings, two siblings. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting also. Cause like family is such a nebulous, um, thing, right? Like right there, like I asked because I grew up moving a lot. So I didn't grow mm -hmm. up in the same place as my family where like I would hang out with my cousins. I would visit my cousins like on the summer and stuff like that. Right. In Miami. And so, like, I think of my family as, like, my immediate family, you know, mm -hmm. but that's interesting. Like, I never, I, I always saw that, uh, people, like, that shared that kind of relationship with their cousins. Like, where it's, like, they're your buddy, right? Like, I mean, not that I'm, like, that, like, buddy-buddy with my other siblings, but you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea of just, like, and that's how, uh, like, that happens all the all the time everywhere, right? Like, it's just so such a foreign experience to have, like, someone you're related to, you know? Like, I don't know, what, what what's your experience of those relationships? Can you describe them to me and how yeah, they're different yeah, from, yeah. like, a regular relationship? Yeah. Like, my cousins? Or are you just Yeah, just, just having family? cousins oh. that you just kick it with all the time, you know? And, like, that you're, like, really close yeah. with. Because 18 yeah, cousins, that's definitely. a lot of people. But like you yeah, immediately yeah, went yeah. there, you did like I asked you about your siblings and you were like, well, there's also these 18 cousins. So yeah, like, <laughs> you I know, like one. that, that was like a very specific, uh, familiar, I got that, 18 like, cousins. <laughs> that I was mean, a very, it's, it's a very specific to your experience, the way that you uh, responded to the question of siblings. Right. So yeah, I, I want to know like, why these siblings? cousins. I'm like, I have 18. Well, actually I think 18 might include my siblings too. And I think it, a lot of it has to do with my ideas of family and the family work that I do. So basically just in general, like when I think of family and like, I try not to prescribe like the ideas of nuclear family. So mm -hmm. I teach this class and I'm like, like I always tell my students, like, don't, you don't have to think nuclear, like family can be chosen family. It can be your dog. It can be your friends group. It can be anything. And so I think like there's like this kind of contradiction between like me growing up on Long Island in Long Island with like this nuclear family and just like this community that I, in many ways, like, you know, like 
well-resourced, but highly isolating. Mm. And then it's like going from here. Now I'm thinking about this a little bit with my work, like going from here to India and like, you know, being around this, like, wow, like these millions of people. And so as a little kid, like I was, oh, I actually, actually even have this book that I wrote. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, is this right here? So when I was like seven, I, I was just, I was just always been obsessed with India. So I wrote this book called India, like when <laughs> I was, when I was seven and it was like, um, you know, it's like, did it's you like, spend a lot of time in India growing up or is it just yeah, like a foreign? Yeah, okay. yeah. In the summer I went to India. So I we used to go for weddings and things like that. Mm. And so it's like um But you are know, are the 18 cousins all in the US? No, no, or? no. So oh, they've sp- migrated. I've my they've migrated. These are them. Mm-hmm. So they're not 18 what here. What does it but. say on that one? <laughs> what does it say? I, says, I have a lot of cousins there. I like being in India. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I like all these people. Like, I think I like, I, I wrote, these are some of my cousins. And so, um, like, I think. Because you didn't want to draw 18. Yeah. I think I didn't know how many I had actually. So it was like, but, um, but yeah, I think it, it's just this idea of like being part of a tribe, I think. And I think the more I started to investigate my family and I've always been obsessed since I was little, I've been obsessed with lineage. So I've always mm-hmm. like wanted to know the relationships of one person to the next and like took note in my head. Like I would memorize all this stuff. So it's like, I teach this family archive class and it's like, And I did a master's thesis, but I think I was just always doing this. So it's like, like my brother did not really give a shit about any of it. And like when he'll be like, who is this? I'm like, that's your uncle. Like, and so we both grew up in America. So it's like really interesting, like our relationships, like he loves our cousins, definitely. But he was like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, like had American flag glasses and things like that and then I just felt very deeply connected to India and Mm -hmm. so it's like same household so it's like really fascinating and so um yeah so I would always be saying like who are these relationships and then like my cousins I think it's like what I loved was that there were so many personalities and then like on my mom's side of the family, like my dad's side of the family, like we had some tension like with wills and things like that. So I didn't see all my cousins, but my mom's side of the family, there was like a, but they're, they're really tight and they're like, I like them cause they laugh a lot and we can be really lazy together and we can <laughs> eat a lot. Like, it's just like a, a joyous kind of like laziness is really like we, we pride ourselves in our laziness. Like everyone's like, you know, we're like, still like South Asian, like stereotypical South Asians, like this person's like going to Harvard and this person's doing this, like a bunch of like overachievers. And then, but like laziness is like huge. Like we love to be lazy and we're from Hyderabad, which is like, you know, um, like a city that of enjoyment. And so it's like, you know, it was ruled by the Nizam. So there's like rich food and like, you know, so I think that has carried through in our family culture in a lot of Mm. ways, like laughs, laziness, James Bond, like action movies and like, just, yeah, that's like us. (laughs) And that's funny because it's like, uh, I was just thinking of like, when you have that many people together, it's hard for that many people to just hang out like in a space like there's obviously there's usually like activities i feel like yeah. associate like it's like you're all together so you're not just gonna sit around you know like whereas like if it's like sick i'm just trying to remember experiences where it was like that where like it's like you haven't seen people in a long time so you're all just excited and hanging out but i think when you're like travel with your family like with your nuclear family or at least in my experience we kind of just end up like going off into different rooms <laughs> after a while. Like we spend a lot of time yeah, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. We but like, what? I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We no, like no, kind I... of like, when there's so many of us, we set up shops. There's like, there's like different people doing different things. And so it's mm. like, like one, one of my cousins, he's like this amazing baker. And so he's like, you know, I, I think our family is just like, we're, we don't really like, prescribe anything like it's just kind of like so he's like off baking and then maybe somebody's like watching him and then there'll be like another group just like 
you know, making fun of people. And then they'll be like, like, that's an activity. Then there'll be like another group, maybe like watching TV, watching sports. Then another group, there's like some super sale. So it's like, they got to go to the super sale. And so it's like, you know, it's like, everybody's just doing something. And it's like, there, some people are going out, some people are staying in, but it's just like activity. And so I think like, like, you know, with the nuclear family, you just don't have that like hustle and bustle of activity and just people, no. and you can dip in and dim, dip out of different groups. I think that's something that's really fun. But you also mentioned movies and I, I get the feeling that like, that's a raucous like organization to like a thing to pull off to take, like at least, how, I mean, I'm guessing not every single cousin is going, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but yeah. like, you know, still, it sounds like you could maybe fill like 10 seats at least easily yeah yeah definitely if we do that but like now we're all adults but like I think when we're younger it was like it was like we we did go and a lot of times now it's more like we watch the movies at home so it's like you know I think like I mean that's the thing too like when you think about like class mobility like people's movie screens got like bigger and, and they like, got better too, like yeah. you know, higher res. So it's yeah, and it, technology and your house got is better. Pretty comfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like things are like changing. I think it's like when you look at the photos too, it's like you see, like I think uh, we had one uncle. So it's like it's funny too because I think also being in our family, like even if people are not blood, they're still like it's like everyone's an uncle and auntie, and everyone's mm. like a cousin. So some people are cousins that I'm like, you're actually not my cousin too so there's like always the extensions within and so it's like um we had one uncle who was like every thanksgiving we used to go to his house and it was like the new technology and so it was just like like we had like he would put his all in a dark room and then just like (laughs) yeah the new stereos like everything and we he put in like star wars or something we just had to sit there like we had to we had to sit there and just like be enveloped by the sound (laughs) That was like a, a ritual. <laughs> yeah, you said you. The thing that you said that kind of like I uh, got my mind going a little bit is uh, the um, the you can include your pet as a family. And to be fair, when I say this, please don't hate me because it has been a while since I've had a pet. But someone recently mentioned that like I think I I I someone was saying that uh, pigs are about as smart as like dogs. And I literally thought to myself, like, yeah, but if a dog tasted that good, I would, like, eat a dog, you know? Like, and... <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> but it's, it's funny, though. It's funny that we discriminate, you know, those animals yeah. that we eat. I was but... just, I was just, I mean, I got a cat during the pandemic, and I was like, and I'm obsessed with my cat, and I was like, Ah, so you know I was like some cultures eat you like you know and like you know you have been eaten and so it was like it was it was just interesting just looking at him like because sometimes I look at like meat and then I look at him and he's like small and I was like I looked at the rabbit that I saw today and I was like I was like some people eat you and like like like, yeah I I think of this sometimes like (laughs) I don't know I have these existential moments with my cat I never had it with my dog though, maybe because they're more domesticated. No, but I think that cats I'm I like I, I definitely wouldn't I thought about cats too and I don't know that I would feel the same way if like pigs were as smart as cats. You know? Like I, I definitely think that cats are smarter. I don't know if that's like statistically. Cats are it, smart, yeah. Yeah. I think that they're like pretty wise to what the fuck is going on. And I have like this weird respect for them, so I don't know. It would be I, I, that 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 I can sort of have uh, a little bit more of a uh, understanding of like thinking of a cat as family. But I've also had more cats than dogs, right? Nice. Like, yeah. But but the dogs that I've had have been so dumb. Like yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, like I haven't met like a scholarly dog, but. You've met scholarly. Are you a scholar yourself? No, not really. Oh, you're not. Okay, because your your thing is what's my. I was like, is this a board? I don't know who you are, so I was like, is this a board grad student who has a podcast? (laughs) No, it's somebody who didn't go to grad school and is uh, leeching off of everybody else's education. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, you don't. (laughs) I didn't know what. I didn't know who you were really. I didn't. I you know I'm sure everybody prepares, but I'm like I didn't listen to 
to. I think I listen no, no, to like that's fine. I you're not. This is not a requirement. Okay, uh, <laughs> I was like, I want to. I wanted to, but I was just so crazy busy. And I was like, I no. wanted to, but I'm like, you know what? It's like there was no requirement, so I'm like, I'm just gonna like go fresh. Wait, well, what did you? I mean, it's just a conversation, right? Like, it's yeah, ultimately, yeah. I it's, had it's, I had like a really serious topic that I wanted to talk about, and what then was I was it? like, well, it was like it was like thinking about like, like this moment and like, you know, I, I was thinking a lot about, cause I was like, okay, he interviews artists. And so then I was like, you know, something that was interesting to me, something I've been reflecting a lot about. And so I've like been between like now my parents' house and then my apartment and then I'm going to move. And so it's like, like, um, just like what the fuck was that year like you know like just Mm. like kind of like really really thinking about that and then and then thinking about how I spent it and so I was just like pretty much I I I I was kind of underemployed before the pandemic Mm. and so um like but I was teaching online before the pandemic so somehow like during the pandemic, I don't know if a lot of teachers didn't want to teach online. People were like, oh, come on, you you teach online. So they're like, you want to do this job? I was like, yeah, you want to do this job? I'm like, yeah. And so it took like, I, I was, I was had like seven jobs during mm. the pandemic where I was just teaching online. And so what some of the, the profound parts were was like, just, it was like all I did. And like, sometimes I would run downstairs, like take a bite to eat, then run back upstairs. And I, I've been working with youth for 20 years, but I've also, you know, I left that trying to, to be an artist. So this mm-hmm. idea of wanting to be a photographer and like all these things. And so um, then it's like, you know, I, it was just, it's just like, I never got any grants. Like, you know, like I had a couple of shows, but it's like, I was like, this shit's not happening. So it's like, <laughs> like, and so then I was like, okay, let me teach. And then, initially I didn't really want to, but then it's just become like this really beautiful part of my practice where it's just like, now I, I'm a teaching artist. So I teach with a bunch of photographers. I've taught a lot of my friends who are amazing artists that I respect how they teach. And so one thing that I've been thinking about is like, you know, what's, what's the role of an artist to kind of like when we're in this time of crisis, like to, to mm. kind of just like switch your career, like not even switch your career, but like pivot your practice you know and so so I've been thinking about like just this year was like a huge pivot for me in many ways so it's like I I moved in with my parents and then it's like helped caretake for them and then also just ended up like just really being there for young people and just like thinking about this whole idea that like a lot of society I think like the arts kind of like got some shine I think during the pandemic because we realized how important they were and then education got some shine too Mm -hmm. and those are two huge things in my life and I don't know I've just been thinking a lot about like like you know just what the capitalist demands are for for an artist and like just like this whole like grants and keeping up with it and like self-promotion and things like that and I just kind of was like you know what my I'm not gonna have my practice really this year as much and this is what I'm gonna do and I did I did take pictures and stuff but I just kind of like let go a lot of um like just where I wanted to be as an artist so I don't know that was that was one of the topics that I was thinking about yeah, I think that's interesting. I think also that's a very specific way of thinking of being an artist, right? Like the grant model. Like that's definitely one way to go, but not every yeah. artist uh, that is happy being an artist and happy having a practice pursues that. Like It's like, I mean, I, it's kind of weird because what I'm going to say because it's like being an actor and not going to auditions, but, you know, like the the, or like being an actor not going to commercial auditions i guess yeah yeah, where where like the real money is but you're just doing uh, i guess that's the better analogy you're doing like indie films and you're getting paid scale right like i think that there's still like you know like i i i think it's fair to not uh want to invest time into that you're are you also not interested in showing anymore or is that something that you still like no, I, I think this this time period has made me rethink everything. Like, mm. like actually, like, rethink, like, spe- the speed in which I want to do things. 
Like, and do you so, want to do things faster or slower? Slower, like super. Okay. I think I was already doing some things slowly, and now I want to do it even slower. Like, <laughs> like in what sense? So, what were you doing fast, and what do you want to do slow now? Like, I think I was kind of um, like caught up, like too, especially like you know, you know people, and you're on Instagram, and then you see like, oh, that person got this thing, and like this, and like I should be doing this. Like, I think I got into that mindset, and I think part of it too is like. Like, I think I'm very confident as a teacher. Like, I've been doing that for a while. I'm, like, pretty successful at that. But, like, in, like I left I left teaching, full-time teaching. So I used to be a public school teacher. So I left it to go to grad school. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to, like, like, pause going back to full-time teaching and then try to, like, really engage in the arts. So, like, show my work, try to get grants. And so I did this family archive project, and I wanted to, like, um, keep on going with it. And so I was like, I had so much energy after, and I was like, there's so much more I want to research so much more I want to explore. And then I, I would always apply to stuff with it. And I, I never got grants. So I was like, maybe people just don't understand. And then when I talk about it, people are like, wow, that's super interesting. But like mm -hmm. when on paper, I feel like they couldn't really like, I don't know if people were understanding what I was doing on paper, but when I talk about it, I think people were super interested. And so I think like, like, I've just been thinking a lot about like, like, what do I want to put out there? And like, it's okay to like, keep, keep stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think as you're processing through what that is, because it's like keep what stuff to yourself, like a different work that you're not happy with. Yeah, I, no, okay. not that it's not that work that I'm not happy with, but just work in general, like, like either keep it to yourself and like, like let yourself show it when you're ready. Like, you know, even if there's like something out there that like, whoa, that's, that's me. Like, that's a thing I should apply for. Like, it's okay to not apply for it. Like, like I think before I was like, oh man, I like missed that deadline or like things like that. But now I'm feeling like really, really comfortable to like not apply. <laughs> like, you know, and I think if that's like actually taken a lot like it's taken me a lot to be there and I feel like it's a really good place to, to be because I feel like it's actually making me more comfortable to be work because I don't mm -hmm. feel like there's as many external external factors like to think about like what is the work that I want to make yeah and not and sometimes you're not you're, you're not always in uh, ready in the part of the process to be critical of the work right and like sometimes that's what you have to do when you're applying for a grant. You have to sort of think about it in ways that maybe limit you, right? Once you start to, like, you get what I'm saying? Once things go from, like, intuitive to, like, a literal sense, it can be yeah, hard to, yeah, like, yeah, break yeah, out yeah, of yeah, that that's... literal thinking of it. So yeah. so it can put pressure yeah. on it to actually be an idea before it's ne not, it's necessarily an idea, right? Yeah, and I think I think it's, like, I'm actually really enjoying the intuitive sense of it and like 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 it's funny because this family work that I did I, I was trying to trace my great-great-grandfather who started this jewelry shop and so um it's called portals and passageways and so I took like 3,000 pictures I just asked people the same question about this grandfather so just like going back to family so it's our oldest known ancestor who started shop in 1885 and so I was like who is Anamrathnea where did he come from so I went around I asked everybody I asked everybody and then I was taking pictures as a way to like you know investigate and then at the end I ended up, I like went through and I picked 20 pictures and I think of them as a puzzle, like a puzzle. Like I don't really know everything about this family story, but I still want to find out more stuff. And so I would always show them together and um, I just had more that I wanted to investigate. And so it's like, I got discouraged by this, the system kind of like of art and like the grant making and just like being like, I know this project is good. And yeah. it's like, you know, I can't get funding for it. And I'm like, I know it's good. And so then I created a class for it. Like I created a class based on my own work and the class is like, at first I couldn't get people. And now it's like super, super popular. So I help adults work through their family archive using my own story and my own project. So this mm -hmm. project has been used to like, really help people work through their stuff. So it's like, I teach it online actually. And like, there's always people crying, like people have 
talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Like it gets super, super intimate. Like, you know, when people support each other. Does it ever get like super, other, super uh, weird where it's like you're dealing with like maybe, cause I don't know. So I, this is maybe the question comes more from personal experience, but sometimes my dad tells me stories and I'm like, please don't tell me this story. Cause it's like literally a story of him being abused. <laughs> Not like yeah, sexual yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or like sometimes it's got weird sexual connotations where they're like pressuring it to hit on another little girl and stuff. But like, th- does that ever come up in class? Cause yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Abuse, definitely abuse, like alcoholism, like a whole wow. bunch of, stuff and so it's like and it's funny because i i don't even know like it's just a continuing ed class and it's just it's just gotten so deep and like and so what i'm starting to realize is like there's a lot of magic i think in this work and like like i so why i think about my 18 cousins is like to me it's like i'm always thinking like i'm trying to always stay in this ancestral realm because i feel like like by doing this work i kind of went there and i and and like i just feel like like by teaching this class, like everyone's ancestors are around me. Like we're always like accessing Mm. them. And, and like, I think there's magic in there. And then I'm like, you know, so I think. You mean like literal magic? Like, like, um, I mean, I guess that's the question. Like, what do you mean by magic? Do you mean like, you mean it like metaphorically to sort of explain something that is, uh, kind of, like, could a synonym be something like it's exciting? Or are you talking like magic in terms of like there's a ritual process in there that sort of stays with you? Oh, those are, that's good. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, well, I think it's, it's, it's definitely, it's not about exciting. It's more about like, um, maybe there's a ritual process that stays with you, but there's also like a, like an unknown. Like, I think there's like an unknown, like, I never know what my students are going to bring. And I never knew, like, too, when I did this work on this project, I never knew what was going to happen. So it's like, so I think there's like, a, um, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, it's like the, the magic is kind of like, I just feel like these projects drive themselves, like, like, mm. you know, it's like, it's like, we can drive, like, we do act as actors in them. But I think they kind of drive themselves. And so, so for me, it's like these, these photos of, um, my project, I, I just had some. And so I started, I was just using them for something. I started putting them up in the house and like in my parents' house. And, and I keep on looking at them and I'm like, I I don't think I even made them. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's like a magic in them. Like, I don't even think I made them anymore. Like, like, like to me, they resonate. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so I think like when you do this family work, like there's a resonance in it that I feel when I engage in the work. And like when I was doing it, I felt really like I was there. But then I think sometimes when you're um, you're not in that, there's like a, a kind of a stream. And I feel like I was there and really in it when I was doing the work. But then when I stop doing it, sometimes I'm not there. And I'll pick up on that with my students, too is mm-hmm. like sometimes they'll just be like there's this synchronicity that's so weird and this has been happening and like I found these documents and I found it. and so it's like people are investigating and searching for something and it's like it's like I think my aunt is talking to me and like and it's like it's not about like you know like um you know one of those talk shows where it's like my aunt is- <laughs> you know it's like it's not really that I was like okay like you know what's what's driving this and it's like I I think I I believe that um you know so the students are photographing themselves are are doing a similar photographic process sorry I cut you off no 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 not really it depends so like the whole thing is that it depends on it depends on what you have and what you're looking for Okay. So it's just kind of like, so what am I? Do some students, people write? Yeah. So some people write. It's also like, what do you have? Like, what, what are you bringing to the class? Like, so, I mean, one thing that's really interesting that like we've been discovering too is like when we think, are you, you're, do you identify as like a person of color? I mean, when or, people let me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of white guys. I, there's a friend of mine that like, it's like, it's, it's kind of strange where it keeps coming up. And I'm like, and he's like, it's just like to him, it's, it's weird that I identify like that when to him, I'm a white guy. And I'm like, at first I was like, that's cause you're not racist. And then I'm like, 
Wait, isn't denial of, like, identity, like, part of racism? So, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's complicated. Uh, I've got, I, I'm a br- person of color who gets, well, you're not that brown, which is fair. Uh, but it's never people that are browner than me that point that out. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, here, here you are validating it, you know, like, are, do you identify as a person of color? Right? Like, so go ahead. Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, like I, I assume. I mean, I, I think too. It's like I'm like all about the most expansive definition of people of color because I'm like, like you know, I have a lot of like biracial friends and like things like that, and I'm like, yeah, mm. it's. I mean, it's in your family structure, like, like, and a lot of it comes in family structures and generations, and and so all this stuff comes through in the class and like you know, in my own work. So it's like, it's like a lot of this stuff happens is like, so like my genealogy charts were like me, like taking notes and like, because I couldn't find, you can't find anything on, I couldn't find anything on ancestry.com. So it's like, Mm -hmm. so it's like, I had to really do this work myself and like try to figure out how all these things fit and like go together and things like that. And so, so even just like in in leading the class, there'll be people like, and what's interesting, a lot of people from Western backgrounds, like, you know, are just like, you know, like European descent will come to my class with like a giant bag of archive. And so it's like, it's so giant. There's just so much stuff that they have. And they're like, that's my grandma since 15. And so like, so it'll be a huge contrast and stuff. Mm. And like the questions will be really like the specificity of knowledge. But I think a lot of this like has to do with like, just even like recording. It has to do with, you know, oppression, colonialism, what's recorded, what's not recorded. And I think some of the magics to me, sometimes like going back to this idea of magic is like choosing to not record certain things. And like, it might be communicated through other ways too. So Mm. like, that's what I'm trying. I, I feel like the, like for me teaching and doing this work is like me always trying to figure out like what's what's happening like you know and so a lot of it a lot of this work starts because my mom she was like a um inso- she is an insomniac and so me and her would stay up and like I'd come home from going out and she'd just be like 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 in a drone state like clean because <laughs> she's like as insomnia and I'm like hey mom and then like and then like she would just tell me um like stories from India and so and so it's like you know it would be like late at night she'd be telling me these stories and then like her when she's telling them it's like her whole face like her like the whole her whole face like transforms Mm -hmm. and so she has this deep connection to her childhood there and like even in her dreams she doesn't dream in America so she only dreams in India and so even though she's been here for about like 50 years she's still dreaming only there and so like she and then when she goes back I know it's visual like so she goes back and she keeps on telling me these stories and they're so visual and so like I I think as a photographer like a lot of this comes back to my mind so I start to like I've been to these places but I feel like I'm also constructing from her stories yeah so it's like so it's like I know the place like I've been there and she'll be like that balcony and so then like I go and I construct that balcony so I think it's like I don't know. I think that's like a little bit of like, um, like how these things get passed within families and like, what are those rituals? And I think it happens in people of, um, Western background too. But I think like me as somebody who's facilitating it, where it's like, like those, those like kind of traditional, like family history group on Friday night at the library, like, like, you know, I just go there and it like, I didn't go there, but like, I, I look online or like there was an online course and I was like, I can't even do step two of this course. Like yeah. this shit's not going to work for me. Like, you know, so it's like, it's how like going we- to Disneyland and your name's not on the license plate, the toys or whatever. <laughs> it, I, Javier knows all too well that heartache. Uh, that's crazy. Well, one of the things that I've been thinking about while you're talking is the, the idea, well, it's like, because, all right, two things that, that like, I've, I'm Cuban. I've never been to Cuba, right? And there's, like, a whole um, disruption there, which we can't get into, like, you know, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily entirely Castro's doing that everybody's, that people are starving over there. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, you know, we open the, um, 
we opened our relations with them during the Obama years and then Trump brought it back and like I don't know why we're not going back to it mm-hmm. but it seems like there's some pretty bad things as an adult that I understand about the policy embargo policy which is is like and sanctions and whatnot and like blockades which is crazy but <clears throat> speaking more specifically in terms of family there is I have a cousin whose name is my, is my name Javier Enrique and mm-hmm. uh, I've seen pictures of him and stuff like that but I've never been to Cuba I've never met like so there's like a whole section of family that I didn't meet and a whole part of history that I'm kind of separated from in this in that sense right and I I was starting to get a little bummed thinking about it (laughs) but then I realized that like I actually if I was to take my kid to like where I grew up like I had the good fortune of growing up in Italy instead of being like my parents generation who were like refugees right Mm -hmm. uh so so it has a happy ending but it is crazy how even those little things, like, you know, because we talked about the differences about how, and I, I'm sure this comes up in your class all the time, right? But the, there are a lot, like, even just thinking about relationships with family members, it's so charged, right? Even if you're thinking about, like, fun memories and stuff like that, like, I'm not even doing the assignment, but I'm already getting, like, I'm, I'm still getting, like, little, like, Oh yeah, this is this is this with this relationship. You know, like I'm thinking about them, and it's I'm having like uh, a quiet emotional reaction to them while we're hanging having this conversation. You know, like yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, it like in the background. People. Yeah, and so, but it but it is it's an interesting thing. Like, uh, I mean, I had a lot of family in Miami, so that would be where I would go back and visit. But like, mm-hmm. and. It's, I don't know, there's cousins that you're closer to, there's cousins that you're closer in blood ties to, but you're not that close with personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, all of that is so, like, interesting, and it can be down to, like, like, my first cousins, I don't really know them that well. I mean, I love them, and they're cool, but, like, their, um, their mother just didn't want to hang out with us, right? Like, she, like, uh, you know, the, the one that's not related, like, the, the in-law, Right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And so we just never grew up together, like, hanging out and, and all of that. Like, they also lived in a different part of the world. But, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, little things like that, little nuances where it's, like, one person marries into the family and it gets all crazy. It shifts the dynamics, right, of of relationships. Yeah. And then the yeah. other thing that I was thinking about is, like, the power of, of photographs, right? Because, like, especially for our generation, maybe not so much now where it's, like, everything's on the cloud. But, like, <clears throat> I remember my family being very upset that a person who was an in-law, like, who married... So, I, I, I don't want to, like, air out, like, names and stuff because, you know, these people are dead and I want to, like, disparage them. But the the idea that like um sorry i blanked out cuz i was caveating the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's like it's like the the what is they call in the bottom of the book the asterix or oh, yeah. the, the the notes but yeah <laughs> the idea of oh uh, of like having uh, owning the photographs and so like my parents were really upset and it was like one of those like things that people would talk shit about is like why did so-and-so's uh wife who is now a widow end up with all the family pictures from like the time in cuba you know and now and now that is started sort of happened where like after my parents divorced someone in the family ended up with all the pictures and now everybody's really pissed off because that person isn't necessarily like it has a bit of a control issue right like allegedly that's real that's real like and this is the thing it's like when everyone says like okay there's a fire burning oh this a family album like the family photos sorry say that again because you that so it's like oh did i freeze did i freeze okay so i think that's really interesting because it's like when people say like okay your house is burning on fire you can take one thing what are you going to take a lot of times people say the family photos so it's like you think about it's like we as humans like we are 
acquire all these things, but we're obsessed with this, like something connecting us to something. Like, where did we come from? Who are we? And I think it's like, it's like really, it's really, really, or like these memories, like these things. So it's like in my class, a lot of times I have people like, just like first exchange photos, look at each other's photos, like right in the perspective of somebody else's photos. But like, I, I do think when you're even as a little kid, so I used to do this all the time. So it's like, when you're, when you are looking at these photos, you're engaging in this like super deep level, like with that photo. And so it's like, you know, I feel like they have that in movies all the time where there's like the nice music and someone. Picks well, there's up so a much mystery to them because there's so they, there's so much information, but so little at the same time. Like you see yeah. exactly how everything looks, but you don't have any idea what's going on. Like yeah. literally people that people could be, uh, you, you know, complete strangers and you'll put an association to them because of proximity. Right. And yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can't tell if someone's laughing or crying a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, unless there's like context clues. <laughs> well, I think I think like if you look really, really deeply and you look at everything. So that's like what I do. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at every single thing, like just keep on staring at that same photo over and over again, then you're like, like you think it's a happy photo and then you just keep on. You're like damn like there might be like a a couple and you're like she's pissed off like but it might take like a hundred times looking at it to kind of like see some subtlety of like body language of gestures and i don't think we always look but that could also be entirely bullshit too is you you know it could yeah yeah, yeah, which is like that's one of the things that they teach you in like history of photography is that is they'll show you pictures where like there's a lot of shit being implied that isn't accurate. Like I'm thinking of one particular yeah. picture where, where two people are on the train and it looks like there's a weird disagreement happening between a couple, but they're just strangers. So, you know, it's like you read yeah, things yeah, into yeah, it, you yeah, know, yeah. that that's what makes but it I so think, fascinating. I think, Go ahead. I think it's important to read into it and to speculate. And so like, like I oh, think my, that's my photography teacher would like, disagree, but go ahead. Especially. <laughs> He did, yeah, he just hated- I mean, I don't. I didn't even take the history of photography. <laughs> I, 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 I think more. It's good to speculate for the the exercise of them being family members. No, no, I get you. I get what you're saying. I, but, uh, did I freeze? Yeah, you're freezing oh, a little sorry, bit. Too I- good. At least your audio is fine, so I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, so um, here, yeah, me- I think it's it, it's it's an interesting. Um, Space. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is the idea of just ripping a photograph of somebody is like pretty horrifying, right? Like, it's almost the when we think of it, it's like it's ritualistic. oh, like when you tear up. Yeah, yeah, like that. What, like you know, burning a photograph, uh, ripping a photograph, like in in popular culture, those are like intense si- signals that like someone's trying to break mm-hmm. up with somebody, someone's trying to like get over it. Like it's like. That's like, uh, it's like burning an effigy of somebody. It's like making a little, like burning a voodoo doll, right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it is interesting. Like, I, uh, you know, po- it, it, images are a powerful thing. And it is so, it really is hard to like look at a picture of my father and just kind of see him as a kid and then just try to imagine how crazy everything that he experienced entailed right like and how mm-hmm. he ended up being the way that he is or same thing with my mom just like if especially if you have like um an archive of a individual throughout time like that's a trip yeah <laughs> yeah, you go yeah, back yeah, yeah yeah and then you just explore and then you compare that to your memory of what he was like because your memory is tainted what by what they are like right yeah so it's everything's it, it, tainted. I mean, I, I think that the premise of everything, I think photography is a lie. Definitely. Yeah. I think everything's tainted. Definitely. But I think if you don't, if you don't engage in the speculation, like, especially when you're searching for something with your family, if you want to. So I think like, basically, too, it's like, if you want to, and you're mm-hmm. like, feeling this drive to do that then it's like all of a sudden this like picture that's static that sometimes you don't let it go. You don't let the stories go further. Like all of a sudden, like to me, that's the magic and the kind of resonance of it is like, Mm. it's like, you know, 
all of a sudden it has multiple stories and it has like multiple entry points and it could go in different ways. And it's like, you, you, you have to kind of figure out stuff and connect. So I, I think it's like, if you're, that's why I like family photos. Cause it's like at a certain point, like, especially when people come to a class where they're wanting to do something, they're like searching for something. Sometimes they don't know what, and then they feel really frustrated. They go through a lot of different things. And then like, um, then they keep on going. Like, you know, I think like for me, I think I burnt myself out on my project. And then it's like, then I wanted something from it. I wanted to keep on going. But, and that now I think I'm like starting to engage again, like by just looking at the photos that I, that I had created, like my reconstructions. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, um, yeah, I don't know what my point is. <laughs> but It's all right. That's why this show is a question, not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I really appreciate you sharing all of that because, uh, no, family stuff is, is always interesting. Family histories, they go so deep, especially like, you know, um, just living in this country, like there's so much, even, you know, I mean, I do have, I do get concerned when like, uh, Americans are like Anglophiles over their own history, you know, <laughs> like, Cause to some degree, like where they're like, uh, oh, we're British, you know, <laughs> and they have an American accent and they're like, they're like, they, they love the history of it. Like, I, like, I don't know. I grew up in, uh, in, in, I grew up in Europe. So I like was taught by British guy, British teachers that like were living in Rome at the time. And we learned about like uh, the Anglo history. And from that perspective, the like you know, the British are not great people. <laughs> like, you know how like over here, it's a little bit washed. I think because of the context and because there were people that were like probably expats that were uh, frustrated with the UK, right? They maybe mm -hmm. were a little bit more like uh, critical in their academic uh, choices, right? Especially as you started to get a little bit older and like a little bit wiser about the world. But yeah, man, I think that, there is still like as uncomfortable as it can make me, there's still some validity to just track, tra uh, tracking your lineage. Right. Uh, and the thing that I think is interesting about it is that it's like, you're making your own narrative, right? Like essentially that's all we really do. Yeah. It's yeah, hard yeah, to, yeah, yeah. it's hard to kind of like, like on a, on a very intuitive level, it's hard to sort of make sense of fat past, present and future, like as concepts. Yeah. It really, you know, uh, I think that like obviously your your self identity is evolving as you as you experience yourself more and experience life more and have like more experience in being in knowing like your boundaries and shit like like how to establish boundaries and shit like that what makes you fucking insane <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that but I don't know it it really is interesting to sort of think of of just the value in sort of because you're never going to know the truth right like it's never going to be an accurate thing but you know and that's the best thing too is like it's like too uh, i think it's like letting go i think there's a lot of like huge letting go process too when you start like searching for things that you don't really like and you're like oh like like yeah. that's me <laughs> like you know <laughs> like i think you're just like oh i thought i thought we were like everybody thinks they're kings and queens and they're really not like <laughs> Like, I think that's like always like an interesting thing. Like for some reason, parents want to tell their kids that they were like, it, it, like some story, some romantic story, whether they were kings and queens or fighters or this or that, there's yeah. always like a romance. And so I think I love that, like, like dismantling the romance behind family, because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, 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 let's, let's look at it and stuff like that. I think like, it's like kind of like unpeeling this onion. And so like for us, like, when we, I, I remember like learning about cast and then I was like, mom, what cast are we? And I feel like at one point, like, she was like, we're Brahmin. We're like, totally not Brahmin. And then I was like, mom, what cast are we? We're like Kshatriyas. It was totally not Kshatriyas. So in like the caste system, it's like the highest, the priests and the Kshatriyas. And then like, as I started to do this work and then I was like, whenever we would go to the temple, they would say like our caste. And it's like Munuru Kapu. And I was like, oh, we're like, so it's like, I'm looking, I'm like, we're really not that high up. Like, you know, 
it's like, you know, a very, like a worker, it's a worker cast. It's like farmers. And it's like, it's, it was really interesting to like, try to figure out what this subgroup is. And, and, and then like, just kind of figuring out who my parents are and like, in terms of these identities. And so I prescribe things, but then I'm constantly dismantling things. So it's yeah. like, as we find new pr- information we're like creating prescriptions for ourselves like oh that's why we're that but then it's like I feel like it's important to like dismantle that too like be as flexible because it's like I think it's like that's how we can really look at identity and like say it's like it's not a fixed thing so it's like what are you fighting for you know Mm. yeah no that makes perfect sense to me I I'm definitely on board with that there was another thing that I wanted to comment on. Oh, the other thing is just how insane, like, the, uh, the, the a thought that I had is just how freaking crazy it is to think, like, imagine we live in a world with no photographs and now we have to explain to each other, you know, like, the, the fucking, yeah. the, 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 as, a, you, as a tool, it's insane, you know, like, what it, what it cuts out in terms of communication the baggage, the, the fucking like, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, you, you're limited by your ability to take photographs now, but my God, is it easier to take a photograph than it is to be eloquent, to eloquently describe a scene, right? Like, and have someone picture it exactly as it was. That's like crazy. If you really sit down and think about it, right? I don't know. That shit trips me out. But uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, do you have any stuff that you'd like to promote? I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I'm going to definitely figure out a topic like around uh, family, uh, uh, generational, something like that, to, uh, that is cool. <laughs> SEO optimized and catchy for, uh, for, for Google. But yeah, I definitely feel like we did hit on a topic there. So uh, cool. I wouldn't worry too much about it being loose. Uh, anything that you want to promote? Um, what do I want to promote? <laughs> What's your Instagram for starters? Not... No, I mean, my Instagram is, is, I feel like, I, yeah, if you're in, I feel like if, I don't, I get a lot of creeps like trying to follow me. So it's private. So it's like, I want to promote my Instagram if you're not a creep. <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're not a creep, you will get No, allowed. no, no. I, I, let me. Hopefully I don't yeah, have a creep into, audience, yeah. especially one that gets this far into the episode. But yeah, if yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, I'm going like, to have to really reassess really, <laughs> what I'm It's doing. really interesting. Like I always get these army people like wanting to follow me and I'm like, who are you guys? Like, you know, I get that. Like, so then I started locking in and then like ran some like muscle people like <laughs> like and then somebody's selling like stuff it's just weird so i i will always periodically get army people and i'm just like i just don't know why and so yeah. i just feel weird about it. i don't know because i had my instagram open but like actually i'll promote my website my website is www.kamalbade.com i'm the only kamalbade out there so okay. not hard to find <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we are what's my thesis uh, or at what's my thesis on instagram at javier proenza we have a patreon program it's uh patreon.com slash what's my thesis if you want to help us make uh uh the show a little bit better and see if i can hire someone to help out and you can also comment on YouTube if you listen to the show and you have something you want to add or some thoughts that you want to give us. We would love that. And if you're watching on YouTube, obviously, you can comment directly underneath the video. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited that, that we got to talk about this because I definitely was, like, low-key uh, working through some familiar stuff and not disclosing all of it. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. And I'm sure, like... You know, if, we were, sure. if I were in the class, I would have participated, but yeah, you know, this is public I, and I don't want to throw shade at family members. Yeah, 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 publicly. yeah, yeah. That's like and inappropriate. The that, no, totally, totally. Especially from some of our families. Like, you know, I think like, I think too, it's like, um, yeah, I had one student that I, like, if she listens to it, like I loved her so much because she's a friend of mine too. And so the whole time she was in the class, just writing in her journal and I gave projects out and I'd be like, Hey, what are you doing? And then she'd be like, I'm writing my journal. So she did it consistently, even took part two 
And she's like, I've gotten so much out of the class, but I literally don't know what she was writing in her journal. So I think like the whole thing is like, yeah, like I think it's just as long as it it moves something in you. Like mm. I always think there's like, you know, I think of it as tectonic plates and like something is moving in you when yeah. you address your family and something gets like like charged. And I think that's a good thing. And like, you know, and it could be a hard thing too. And it could be a thing that you're like, I want to put that away, block it, lock a key and not open it for like 10 years. That's cool. Like I'll be here in 10 years. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to say that I love my family and that, uh, what's it called? That we are adult children of divorce. So when two parents break up and, you know, those narratives start to get changed, everybody goes in a different direction and it becomes fragmented a little bit. So to be fair to all of us, I think the divorce was a lot harder on us in terms of like our ideas of what, um, you know, love are. And that's a pretty big yeah. thing. Like, you know, yeah. like when you grow up and you think that your parents are like, Oh, they they're together and they're they're happy and and then you realize like no, <laughs> and then they start saying mean things about each other and then you're like that 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 can put a strain on any any familial relationship. Definitely. So definitely. I'm not blaming anybody. I am understanding that the world is difficult and complicated. Yes. And no it one is. is a bad person, uh, for legal reasons. Nobody is a bad person. <laughs> I. For legal reasons, and you have you have your your endnotes <laughs> disclaimers. All right, uh, no, thank you so great much. Great talking to you as great well. Great talking to you. Uh, thank you guys. Ch check back in next week.